You are listening to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, episode 33. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach, here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters while you discover the path to a home that inspires you. You will learn to design gorgeous, peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful Welcome back. Welcome to part three in this series of A Home Design to Heal. If you missed the first two episodes, you can certainly go back. But what we're doing is we are specifically learning about individual colors. And we're talking about how each color affects you emotionally and physically. And the reason that I launched into this series is a couple of months ago, I discovered the work of Ina Segal. And I picked up her book, The Secret Language of Your Body, that walks through all the different body parts, all the different body systems, and the emotions attached to each one. And it really resonated with me because as I've mentioned before, I've been one of my principal goals for this year was to heal my hand or arm, wherever it is, that started to experience some problems about 10 years ago, between eight and 10 years ago. Um, and in this process of finding this work, one of the things that Ina discovered when she was doing, you know, putting this work out into the world was the relationship between color and emotions and physical healing. And this just resonated with me so strongly because when I always like to start from that place of how someone wants to feel in their space when we start designing it, it's actually the very first question I ask clients when we're getting started is, can you describe to me how you want to feel? And I've also studied color psychology and that seems to be just a little generalized. And I always felt like there was more to it just based on the conversations that I had with my clients, the patterns that I saw developing. And oftentimes the thing that surprised me the most is as we would dig deeper and clients would talk to me specifically about how they wanted to or what they wanted to achieve in their space, oftentimes there was an underlying color or color scheme that they wanted to introduce, but they didn't know how. They didn't 
they didn't understand why. And sometimes they didn't even understand why they were drawn to it because it was a color that they weren't particularly drawn to. And even sometimes there was something as we were starting to work on things that they found that they were drawn to that they couldn't explain either. So I found that over time I was just taking mental notes of all of these things and sort of compiling it somewhere. But when I finally landed on this book, The Secret Language of Your Body, all of this started to make sense. So what we're going to talk about today is white, a couple of other colors that you're familiar with, and then we're going to talk about some colors that in the design world or in, in their use in design or clothing or jewelry, because all of this is applicable in all of these different, um, these different parts of your life. We're going to talk about something called brilliance, which could be like sparkle. Um, we're going to talk about pearl and we're going to talk about silver because we've already talked about gold. So uh, like I mentioned before in episode one, we talked about more of the basic colors that you would start with, just foundational pieces. In episode two, we talked about really fun colors in combination with the color gray, just because it has been so popular through this last decade. And today we're gonna to talk about yellow and pink, and then these other colors that you would describe maybe more as a finish than a color, but we're gonna talk about why they're important. And that's why, you know, so often, you feel like your play, your space isn't all the way pulled together is because sometimes you're missing something that isn't necessarily a furniture color or a wood color, it's something else. So today we're going to bring in that something else just to bring it all together. And if you feel like at the end of this, and I mentioned this in episode two, if you feel like you're a, a couple of these things are really hitting home. And whether you're suffering from a physiological or emotional issue that I mentioned, or something just clicks, but you don't know how to pull it all together, don't worry, because next week's episode is all about flow. And that's one of the things when we're creating a color palette um, that whether we're creating a color palette for a room or a whole home, the most important thing is you want that fluidity moving through any individual space and moving from space to space to space. So don't worry, just take note of the things that are hitting home for you and then we'll tie it all together in next week's episode. Now next week's episode is going to be more of a basic design episode that talks about how to move colors from room to room and how to create flow within your home. So we actually have some church bells going in the background now. I don't know if they, um, if you can actually hear them, but it's the perfect time to launch into our very first color white. A lot of times we think of it from a 
you know, a more divine or spiritual place. We, you know, we think of white and there really is a reason for that because white light, white is the combination of all colors. It is the entire color spectrum. And it's important to think of it like that instead of this, you know, we've created in our homes, you know, this idea that that white is the absence of, of color and it's really quite the opposite because anything that is completely white is reflecting that full spectrum of color. So as I go through each of these colors, I am using the information that from Ina Seagal, um, for much of this, I'm actually just reading from her book on just the different physical effects that the color has on you. And then what I'm doing is tying it into how to use it or how to, you know, in some cases remove it, um, but how to create a full design knowing these things. So with each color, I am pulling it from the book and then talking about it in a way of what I've experienced and how I use it in design or seen it used in design. So white, because it's the entire spectrum, it does heal the whole body. It's great for clearing toxicity from the body and purifying it. But when treating with white, it's important to combine it with another color, uh, beneficial to the part of the body that needs to be healed. And this is important with any space that you're working on because so often when I've worked with someone on trying to, and we mentioned this in episode one, or it was episode 30, but in the first part of this series, in part one of the series, we talked about how when people had tried to recreate an Instagram look, what they had missed was black. And we talked about why it was, it wasn't so obvious just from looking at pictures, how bringing that in, but we didn't actually talk about what white does and why it was something that you might be gravitated to. It assists with clarity and understanding. It's a color of choice, honesty, purity, protection, and reflection. It's one of the things that I've found, again, as women are moving into their own spaces and healing themselves from, you know, even a particularly traumatic divorce, they feel really called to just the cleansing aspect of white. Uh, It supports people reaching for their dreams, gives them courage to face challenges, and shows them the bigger picture. It's good for creating balancing, creating balance, um, replenishing your spiritual strength and vision, and opening up to infinite possibilities. It has the ability to dissipate negative thoughts and feelings between people. It brings peace and comfort to the highest level. Um, I often think of how often a client has asked me for, they want like a great big giant sectional and they envision it in white 
and then they recognize how incredibly impractical that is. And then we talk about performance fabrics. But um, it's important to know that you can create a space that does have that ability to bring people together. And I love when you're using white on white on white, unlike you know, 50 years ago when everybody had white walls because there wasn't as many paint options or paint was really expensive and they had darker furniture. So the, that's what made it feel very cold. And so often when people want to change their wall colors to a white or very, very, very light off-white, you know, so often people ask me for a warm white. What they're really asking for is that cohesiveness and that brightness and that, that sort of cleansed clarity of a room. And light colored furniture against the white walls can just feel very, very open and clean. White represents integrity, light, holiness, truth, and surrender. In color psychology, in the uh, white represents not only that cleanliness, but a lot of times it's used in organization. So a lot of the organizers that we find, um, like not people as organizers, but the physical things used as organizers in spaces, whether it's boxes or bins, a lot of times you see that they are white because they're representing that um, that cleaning out and that structure, which feels so good. White is cool and refreshing at the same time. Um, it's why people love to wear white in hot weather. And white as a color can both hide and reveal. So what happens when you use too much white? So too much white can leave you feeling depleted and washed out. And that's what I found in a couple of times when I went in with clients to help them try and pull together a space that was feeling very undefined because they were trying to recreate something that they had found on, on Pinterest or Howl's. And they felt like their space was very washed out. That's actually the, the word that they used. So all of this information that we've talked about in this episode and the episodes previous, you're going to be able to pull together your own space to create that whatever you're looking for. And if looking for that cleansing, then white is something that's important to consider in your space. The next color that we're going to talk about is yellow. So yellow was really popular back in the mid nineties. Um, that's, you know, sort of when we saw it sort of come on the American, you know, front. Um, but if you think of French design, yellow has been popular throughout history. Um, also in English design, it's that warmth. And if you think about those, you know, cold, overcast English days, you can see why, you know, 
yellow, that sunshine yellow color was so important to incorporate into decor. Um, yellow is bright, sunny, joyful, fun, abundant, fertile, and refreshing. It's the color of the intellect and it's great for mental stimulation. When I'm teaching my design class that I do for girls, one of the images that I use, and I also use the same image in my, um, in my clearing the clutter workshop of just how powerful color blocking can be. And the image is actually a taped off area that's painted with a bright sunny yellow and everything else in that space is either white or black. And so in this particular image, the walls are white but there's a big rectangle taped off and there's white shelves hung on some black brackets. They're very, very, it's a very, very simple thing that anybody would be able to um, reproduce for very little money. So it's a very simple white desk on some little black legs, um, a white chair. I wanna say there's a little pop of like turquoise blue in there but all of everything on the shelves is white with the exception of you know, a couple little black knickknacks up there. And so all pulled together, it really looks like a place that you could study. It just feels good, it feels enticing. And the reason that I would like to introduce color blocking in that you know, to the girls is because I want them to know that, you know, whatever, they don't have to commit to something that's all encompassing. You know, they just because it's one room, it doesn't mean they can't have individual little areas that meet their needs, their specific needs. And so color blocking is a great way because it's, it combines with that concept of intentionality. When I'm in this space, I do this. And when I'm out of this space, I don't have to do this. And so yellow is so good for helping to create. And it's funny because a couple of times that I showed that picture and I asked the girls what they thought of that, um, a couple of them said that it was a teacher's space or a teacher had designed it, which I just thought was so funny because, you know, when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's the perfect place to be able to study as, you know, as, as a girl who just wants to sit down and get her homework done and then get on with her life. Yellow can help you let go of negative patterns from the past, dissolve pessimism, improve self-esteem, it can help you look at and resolve deep-seated issues. So it provides a sense of deeper opening. Um, it brings happiness, self-renewal, optimism, entertainment, laughter, and inner strength to your life. You can benefit from its ability to reduce stress and release nervous tension. So remember when we talked about blue before as it being able to calm a sense of overall calming of the nervous system, yellow is going to be more of that spontaneous moment of, you know, release as opposed to um, just a, that, that general wave of relaxation. 
So yellow has the power in your body to purify the blood and remove waste products and stimulate the lymphatic system. That means soothing inflammation, clearing congestion and mucous membranes, assisting in weight loss and cellulite removal. So when I say these things, a lot of this work is based on you bringing mental images of that color to those particular body parts. But what resonated so much for me was how clients told me they felt when we started to incorporate their colors into their spaces. And anything, if you're familiar with the law of intention, anything that you intend, anything that you set forth, think of it as like a reminder on a physical scale, on a, you know, on a, in a physical plane, like this is your reminder that this is what you want to create. And just like everything, when you're intending, when you set the intention to do something, it's so much easier to move through that path than to think that, well, I would love to do this, but... So this is a path of working with color. We have that ability to be intentional with what we want to create and not just our interior design, but in the way that we feel and function in our home. A great way to take in yellow is through flowers and food. So even if you don't feel like you are drawn to yellow and you want that in a permanent place in your home. You can think of how can you on a regular basis bring this color in if it's something that you need. And I always love on when the newsstands were filled with beautiful design magazines. They're not so much anymore, so it's hard. You're going to have to think back a little bit. One of the things that I realized was so often the cover of a design magazine, the way it drew your attention is the headline. House Beautiful was really good at this. The color of the magazine's title, you know, the words House Beautiful, then all the words on that were always pulled from either the flowers that were used in the photography or sometimes just a pop of color that was in an artwork or a book on a table, but it was a very, very, very tiny part of that design. It wasn't actually the design of the room that they used to create the cover. It was something that was put in the room and often temporary. And a lot of times, like once I started noticing this, I just really paid attention to it. And because I remember one time think like saving a magazine color because I remembered it being bright magenta and I thought, oh, I would love to do this color in a room. And when I went back and looked at it, I realized the only thing in that room that was actually that color that I love so much was the flowers that were sitting on the coffee table and then all the print material about that room. Yellow treats diabetes, arthritis, anorexia, eczema, paralysis, indigestion, toxicity release, constipation, 
menopausal flushes, menstrual pain, problems with the ears, skin, kidney, liver, pancreas, gallbladder, hormones, and spleen. So basically everything internal from, you know, the rib cage down is helped or assisted by the color yellow. So even though it's something that we don't think of incorporating in an overall design scheme, it is important to keep in mind. Too much yellow can lead to overstimulation. It's like I said before, it's more of a pinpoint activation of the nervous system, activating release, activating nerve regeneration, unlike blue, which is that overall calming effect. Yellow has the stimulatory effect, so too much of it is, is you're going to feel that. It can create exhaustion, just from any time you do too much of anything, you do feel exhausted. And then on the far end of that, it can create depression, but depression almost as a sense of overload. So the last color color that I want to talk about today and, you know, for this series, before we get into some of what's considered more um, finishes or, you know, metals or what we think of um, is what we're going to talk about next. But the last color that I really want to talk about is pink. And because when I created this podcast, I created it as a bridge between mothers and daughters. And so often the thing that was standing between that relationship is the desire to use more pink, the desire to have a strong element of pink and how to mitigate that and how to understand that. Pink is the energy of unconditional love. It opens the heart and it helps to heal through its ability to release emotional problems. It brings self-acceptance and tranquility. It helps with insomnia and the manifestation of dreams. A couple years ago, we experienced millennial pink. And it was, it was called blush too, but a lot of times we called it millennial pink because it was this, this soft, soothing tone of pink. It wasn't as, you know, grayed down as what happened in the early 90s when it was, you know, that mauve color. And one of the reasons is because it was, for so many people, it was, it was this feeling of stepping back into their femininity. It was compassion, it was affection, it was warmth, it was friendly, it was kind, um, generous, grateful. It has a sense, pink has a sense of strength and has a sense of nourishment. Um, pink has this wonderful ability to release worry and stress and negativity and replace it with love. So it's not just letting go of those things, but bringing in something entirely new. It's great for working through difficult relationships, whether it's with parents or children's or a loved one. Um, it's good for those who suffer from low self-esteem or loneliness or sadness. It 
assists people in midlife crisis by helping them let go of old patterns. It's especially good at relaxing muscles and releasing irritation, anger, and fear. And again, some of those um, things were experienced in some of the color psychology studies that were done in prisons that I had mentioned before. The use of, of pink um, you know, the use of yellow, people had a generally happier disposition and the use of pink, unless it was too strong. And over time they, they did feel overstimulated. Um, pink had that, um, feeling of, of just compassion and love. Pink activates your intuition and it allows you to connect with that feminine energy and spiritual beauty it acts as a magnet that attracts people and relationships to you. So if you've studied feng shui at all, you know that there's a part of that that's about designing your home so that you're bringing to you what you're looking for. It's that intentionality and knowing what you're setting forth. So pink brings in that feeling of love. So again, dress in pink. It's a little hard to eat pink foods and there's not so many natural ones out there, but having that openness, you know, just that open door to love and compassion. On a physiological level, it helps with all kinds of issues that are heart related. So from heart attacks to a lack of love, emotional imbalances. It can also help with um, digestive problems and then anxiety, trauma, shock, stress, and then again, midlife crisis. So that feeling that um, you haven't accomplished what you have wanted to accomplish at this point or needing to take a big turn in life. It heals arthritis, wrist problems, hand, knee, ankle, foot. Also all of those joint issues pink is great for again because it's one of those warm colors it's going to help with weight issues helps with paranoia um, and then working through abuse depression and exhaustion but too much pink what happens with too much pink and again you know we've talked about this with every color too much for some person for one person is not enough for another person so where you are on the scale and and how receptive you are to something first you need to ask yourself is it you're not receptive because it's triggering something in you that you don't want to look at or is it over it is if it is too much is it too much because you've exceeded the amount that you really need um it can bring on sentimentality so being kind of lost in memories um silliness a desire to control someone, and the tendency to be overly emotional. So pink is the perfect transition into brilliance or sparkle or sparkliness. After my divorce, I bought a 4,000 square foot, 200 year old Victorian house. And my daughter painted, we painted it together, one of the walls in her room, it was just a tiny little transitionary wall between, um, it was very odd shaped. 
It was a very old house that had been built onto several times. And there was just this one weird wall that there was really nothing you could do with it. So we painted the whole thing in charcoal chalkboard paint and it was charcoal colored, which was what my brain was going to. And she had written on it in this beautiful scrolly handwriting. She's had this beautiful handwriting for as long as I can remember. And she wrote, think, write, sparkle in these great big letters. And then she would have friends when they would come over, they would all write messages on this chalkboard to her thoughts that they had. It became sort of her catchphrase. She would write it on all sorts of things. She kind of branded herself, which was really cute. And this wall had just become a tribute to those teenage years, which, you know, like for all of us, they can be really challenging. But in the middle of of all of those comments and and her relationship to all these different people or this, you know, these giant words that said sparkle. And brilliance is about change and transformation. And you want to work with it. She was ahead of her time because you want to work with it when you're wiping the slate clean and starting new. And a lot of times I think that's what the teenage years are. You go through those super awkward middle school years where you're trying to figure out your relationship with the rest of the the world around you. And then you're having to discover where you're going to next. And that's why it's so turbulent and trying. Sparkle just gives you that sort of lift that brings you into the next, you know, that, that next revelation of you. It's a great recharge. It's great when you feel heavy or depressed. And it's cleansing on a, an emotional sense, on, a, on an emotional level. If you're not the kind of person that, that likes things to be sparkly, you like the more natural um, elements, you know, the more natural fibers, fabrics, textures, you can still bring sparkle into your life just by imagining it. You can just sit for a few minutes and just imagine a brilliant waterfall and just allow anything that needs to go to kind of wash away in that sparkle of where the sun meets the water. And that's where you can see it becoming more natural. So adding water elements in places that are nice and bright and sunny can give you that similar effect, but in a more natural way. And sometimes that's why it feels so good to clean, especially when you're confused or overwhelmed or don't know what to do next. A lot of times just you know, that's what we get when, and it's why, again, go back to advertising, like how many times do they add in those little, you know, fake graphic sparkles when you're, because they want you to have that sense of, of starting anew and starting fresh. So anytime you're feeling down or heavy, it's great to bring just a little sparkle in, even if it's imaginary. Let it come in and let it elevate you to that next place. And think of brilliance. Think of sparkle as brilliance and brilliance as being brilliant. So you're able to move into that next 
revolutionary transformation of yourself. Silver. Silver is so obvious if you've been if you've done anything in the way of updating or remodeling in the past 10 years because silver came charging back into the design world with stainless steel appliances and silver finishes on everything silver is the color of peace and persistence it calms nervous tensions it brings serenity expands awareness so you can see why after all of that fake brass and gold uh, that we saw in the 90s why silver came charging back in and made such a strong um just a strong dominant place in the design world market um it feels clean it feels cleanable it does that to in the body as well as it does in your physical space it helps to heal the kidneys um, balance hormonal function and it's known for bringing clarity protection and grounding so silver is the safe choice it's the standard choice and again there was a period eh, probably about 10 years ago where there started to be some more um unnatural finishes to silver where you saw some of those brushed finishes which you know luckily have kind of started to fade back out and you see, you know, some of those brighter chromes and again, stainless steel. Stainless steel is always going to be, um, well, always is a strong word, but stainless steel is just such a sturdy, strong element in design. Too much silver can make you feel stuck, listless, and emotionally unavailable. So that's a reason why I think we started to see the golds trickle back in. It's because everything started to feel a little bit flat. And again, bringing in some of those more artificial finishes of silver um, didn't have that same brightening effect and grounding effect that good traditional silver did. And the last thing that we're going to talk about is and I wanted to end on something that you don't necessarily think about but I wanted you to think about anytime you're drawn to some of those whites that don't feel as crisp or as stark but warmer but yet have this sense of brilliance to them Think about the pearl in nature. How is a pearl form? Pearl forms from a grit that is being covered by whether it's, you know, an oyster or a clam, whatever organism that it's that has this ability to do this. And so over time it coats it and coats it with more of this beautiful iridescent form of white. And it's important to look for, and there are, again, thanks to technology, there's ways to have this pearlescence naturally in finishes, but there's also ways to bring it in, in on surfaces that aren't necessarily created naturally, but they have that wonderful iridescent glow to them. Pearl in sort of the cosmic realm is more of that connection to the divine and you know we've heard it growing up the pearly gates you hear it in it's you find it in a lot of um sort of religious paraphernalia and if you think of it as just that transformation of something from um a 
obstacle or an imposter. An imposter is a better word than obstacle. So something that wasn't invited in but becomes something beautiful. I want you to leave you with that because I want to leave you with that thought of creating a space that has that opportunity to usher things in, sometimes unexpected, but you have the ability to create a space that is truly you, that is your family, is an amalgam of all the different desires and emotions and bringing it all together through this magical world of color and interweaving them and find discovering what you're gravitating to and asking yourself why you know could this particular color be affecting me in a way that I want to look at deeper and pearl is that perfect example of something that seems so innocuous you know beautiful pearlescent finish just can look beautiful or just the word beautiful um, at least for me anyway it just brings up that connotation of something more so my friend i'm going to leave you there i want you to step into your color magnificence i want you to step into the beauty of you and the space that you want to create And as always, if you need any help, you can just head over to episode 32 in her eyes podcast.com episode 32. There's all kinds of ways to reach out to me and I can help you design a home that you feel connected to. And there's ways to dive deeper into this work and discover how you can do it yourself if you feel like you're ready to go for this. So take care, my friend. Thank you for joining me here today on the In Her Eyes podcast. If you heard something today that resonated or helped you move forward on your design vision, please head over to the platform you get your podcasts and subscribe. And it would mean the world to me for you to leave me a rating and review. The complete instructions for doing that are on the In Her Eyes podcast website. That's inhereyespodcast.com forward slash review. And while you're there, be sure to grab my bedroom project planning workbook. It's the step-by-step guide to designing a room on any budget that truly supports your needs, your style, your habits, and you or your daughter will love coming home to, whether you're seven or 77. And it's my gift to you for tuning in. And if you have an idea for a podcast episode, something that you're struggling with, or something that you'd like to hear more about, please fill out the form on the bottom of that page. I personally read every single submission. If it's something that I feel confidently that I can speak to and help you with, I'll absolutely create something that will help you out. And if it's something that I feel like someone else can guide you better, I will guide you to that person, I promise. Have a beautiful day, my friend. Until next week.